You're listening to Trip 360 on Mousecapades Radio, sharing your magical moments and spreading pixie dust around the world. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Just a reminder, I am a travel agent. If you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. Just text me at 636-373-4497 and I'll be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact me today. All right, well, welcome to Roger and Leslie and Taylor. You guys can say hi. 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 So they just went on a kind of Christmas. They left after Christmas and New Year's Disney World trip. And so I thought it would be fun for them to come on here. There were actually five of them, but one of them's a teenager and one of them is, uh, that'd be Lauren, and Elizabeth's in college. So we're all back into the norm because it's January. So it's going to be these three reviewing their trip. And I pulled up your itinerary to help me so I could help you remember what was going on on your trip. (laughs) So hopefully that will help us. So I can't remember. When did you guys, do you remember when you contacted me to say that you wanted to plan this trip for Christmas? Was it like July? So I think it was sooner than that. Because if I remember right, Lauren was still in middle school, which would have been the previous school year. Okay. So I'm thinking maybe it might have been around April of 23. Okay. That does make sense. So they contacted me and said, and I I was very excited for them because I'm going to let Roger or Taylor, one of you guys, tell me how many days you guys were there. 10 days. And she has a big smile on your face that nobody can see. And so you guys flew out on the 26th in the morning. Um, One of you can talk about that because I know your flight got delayed a little bit. So yeah, we were supposed to fly out at like 8.10 on the 26th and it got delayed till... I think it was almost 10 o'clock when we actually got to board. So we were thinking, I was panicked a little bit, thinking, oh, it's going to put us so late getting to the hotel. And then we had had plans to go to Disney Springs and like spend the day shopping before dinner and stuff. So I was worried that that wasn't going to work out, but it ended up working out okay. And so when you guys got there, Roger, then you guys, you used mirrors, which I know not everybody uses, but you used mirrors. How was that? Uh, Mirrors was wonderful. It was very, very easy. Once we figured out where to go in the airport, like once you get reach their, reach their desk and check in, then they just kind of take care of you from there. So it's it was really easy. Uh, we were the first ones on the bus. Awesome. I think there were like four or five groups, four or five families that got on after us. So we waited maybe 20 minutes. We did go to multiple resorts. There were a couple of families, I think, that were at one resort, but almost all of the families were at different resorts. So we had to stop at like four or five once we got into Disney World. I do know a lot of people don't prefer that, but I 
think the ease of that whole system for me, I don't know about what you guys thought, but for me, just getting on that bus and letting them driving me and I don't have to worry about anything until I get to the resort, it makes me feel better. I agree. And they handle all, all of the luggage and everything for you. And the, the stops at the other resorts aren't aren't terribly long. And they do a really good job of organizing the luggage in the buses, too. So they know, like, where they're stopping and what luggage they need to pull out. It's all very good. That's awesome. All right. So what do you think when you got there, Taylor? Disney Springs or just there? Well, when you first got to the resort, you could, did you guys check in right away? I think. Did you go straight to your room? Yeah. Oh, so your room was ready early. So when we got there, we ended up just from bus transportation and all that stuff, it ended up putting us so close to check-in time that our room was ready. And so unfortunately couldn't do mobile check-in to get our room number and stuff. When we got there, none of none of that was popping up because I guess there was apparently a problem with our credit card. Oh no. So it never charged our deposit what? from way back when. Because I guess there was some problem with the credit card. I don't know. They had the right credit card on file and everything. So I'm not sure what happened there. But either way, like we we went and talked to a person in the um, lobby. And they then recharged the card and it was fine. And then they gave us a room number. So um, she said, you know, there was no problem with the reservation or anything that just for whatever reason, because of the credit card not going through, it didn't give us a room number. That's crazy. And I had sent you a confirmation, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was a little crazy. I couldn't understand all that, but that's okay. They got it. They charged it and gave us the room number and told us how to get over to it. So we just walked on over and got started. All right. So Taylor, do you remember what resort you stayed at? Tiana's resort. Tiana's Resort, Port of Orleans, Riverside. And where did you get to sleep? Everywhere. <laughs> they were in the letdown bed room where five people can sleep. And she got to sleep there, unless you talked one of your sisters into doing it. Well, everyone got sick. So we had to rearrange sleeping areas. Yeah. They didn't get sick right away. At least at least they had a few fun days, I believe. Taylor started out in the pull-down bed for like four or five days, and then she got moved to one of the one of the main beds. But gotcha. It became the sick bed. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Well, one of the main beds and and the pull-down bed were the sick beds. Yeah. <laughs> and the other bed was the, there was one healthy bed in the in the room. So. Oh my goodness. So then you guys headed to Disney Springs, and you had um, did you get to shop at all? Because I know you were wanting to do that. We did. We went to the main Walt Disney World store there. We also went to the Lego store. And uh, that's about all we were able to do. We kind of ran out of time that night. But we mixed those two stores in around dinner. And how was dinner at Rainforest Cafe? It was great. It was so much fun. And I think it kind of surprised at least Taylor a little bit of what was there. I got a free frog. You got a free frog? (laughs) What kind of frog? A stuffed frog? No. A cup that's shaped like a frog. Oh, well, that's fun. Did that come with your meal or they just thought you were so cute they gave you a free frog? Tell her why you got the free frog. Well, I saw it on the menu and then I asked her if like what it was and she said it was a cup and she asked, you want one? And then she said, I can give you a free one. Well, that was nice. So now you have this frog as a representation of your trip. <laughs> <laughs> and so did you guys get to go to Gideon's? I guess not because you had short time. No, we didn't. 
it's okay. It's, you know, if you do go there, then you just want to keep going. So it's probably better that you didn't. So then you guys went to bed at a decent hour that night, right? So that you would be ready for a rope drop <laughs> at Magic Kingdom. Is that right? Or no, you all laughing? Uh, we did. It was it was a decent time. We, it was still later than I wanted, but it was good enough that we were able to do rope drop the next day. And so how was that, Roger? The rope drop, uh, the first night, the first day was actually pretty good. We got there early enough where we were um, at the front of the mass of the people. Um, but you could tell like everybody that got there early was going for the same ride. And so <laughs> the crowd got very, very, very large. But we happened to be at the front of that one. So it wasn't it was pretty easy. And the, the thing that kind of caught us, too, is like as they as they actually drop the rope and you're walking towards the ride, like, you know where the entrance to the ride is. But if you're not watching, like as you're doing this, the, the line actually forms like as the mass of people. It's just like this huge random mass of people. And then all of a sudden this line just like forms out of it. And you have to like, really pay attention to where the end of the line is or you're going to get caught like not being in the line. And then you're just like, like, like in no man's land and you don't know where to go. So. Right. Uh, we really had to like be careful and watch, and we saw where the end of the line was forming, and we were able to kind of like get into the end of it. So it went pretty well. It went pretty well. We were we only waited about half an hour probably to ride that morning. So that was pretty good. And you guys did seven dwarfs mine train, right? Yeah. Yes, mine train. Well, yeah. the good thing that you have that my son and husband have is height. So <laughs> you guys are taller people, and so you can see like Kaylee and I. We would have not found that line until much later because we're just vertically challenged but I'm glad that you were able to get in the line and everything. And that is typical. And that is the ride that everybody goes to. If it was Tron, that's where they would have headed if Tron was available for that. But it wasn't one of the ones I know. Then just talk about what you guys did that day that you remember. Anybody? Uh, I remember um, getting in the virtual queue for Tron, which was kind of a, it was right after we had, it was like just like a minute. We, we got off the bus, like just in time to like, huddle together outside of the gates at Disney World and get the virtual queue for Tron. And so we were like watching the time and watching the second step countdown, just like you had like recommended and right at seven o'clock and, and somehow Lauren got in first. So we got ended up getting group boarding group 42, which we had no idea what that meant at the time. <laughs> we were like, okay, is that good or is that really bad? No, it was good. I've never had that low. Yeah. Then we, um, we did the rope drop for mine train and, and group 42 actually ended up being like 10 or 11 o'clock, like much later in the morning than I even expected. And so we had a lot of time um, to kind of like gather ourselves after the mine train rope drop. And I don't remember if we rode other rides. Les, do you remember? I don't think we did. I think standby lines were so long for other rides and we didn't have another lightning lane till we didn't get one until much later. And so I think we just kind of walked around and just kind of figured things out for a while. <laughs> What did you like the most about Magic Kingdom, Miss Taylor? Um, Magic Kingdom, getting a balloon. Oh, you got a balloon and brought that home on the plane? Did they deflate it for you? We figured out how to deflate it, like, ourselves. <laughs> oh, yeah, because then you can get it refilled. I know that that's possible. I didn't know that at first. So a lot of times when people will be buying those balloons, I'm like, oh my gosh, then they can't take it. You know, you know how I am. I'm just cheap. And so I'm like, they can't take them home. And what do they do? And then somebody told me, oh, you just deflate them and then you can have them refilled when you get home. Or you can leave it flat and hang it on your wall like that with tax. So you guys <laughs> had a reservation at Chef Mickey's. And that's a good one to go to, or I think it is. Maybe you guys can tell me about your experience. You could leave the park and go to um, the monorail and monorail right on over to the Contemporary. Did that go okay? I think so. We liked the monorail, and I always liked doing the monorail places instead of the buses when I could. So that was good to do the monorail, I thought. 
because we really couldn't do anything else in Magic Kingdom ride-wise. And so we just left when we were kind of all worn out anyway. So we got there really early and I went about 45 minutes ahead of our reservation and told them, we're here a little early. Is there any chance we could get in early? They were really accommodating with that. They said, just give us a few minutes and let us figure it out. And then I'll let you know. And so they did. They got us in about 40-ish minutes early ahead of our reservation. Very nice. And so what did you think of that, Taylor? Chef Mickey's. Oh, that was good. I got to meet plus the character. Did you not get to meet all five of them? Well, not Daisy. Oh, well, she's the sixth one. And I know she gets slighted a lot. Maybe you should start a petition because that works. You can start a petition, bring Daisy to Chef Mickey's. Then you'd have all the characters. <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm crazy, but that's how the Ohana noodles are still there because somebody started a petition. Um, what other rides? So you did ride Tron. I know that Leslie and Taylor did not prefer it, but Roger, you can speak to the other three of you guys. Uh, the other three of us loved it. Um, we thought it was fantastic. I think the, the harness for the ride was like, uh, really amazing. It really makes you feel like you're on a on a speeder bike and you're like flying, you know, through this whole simulated like race and stuff. It was really cool. I really loved it. And it's really fast. And so if that if you're into that sort of thing, it's definitely a ride a ride to get on to. So what was it that you guys didn't care the fastness or I, I just wasn't sure what you guys didn't care for? So I'm a fearful person and the older I get, the more fearful I get. And so Taylor and I both got on the bike like in the wait line where they have the bike and you can sit on it and try it out. And she immediately was like, not wanting to do it. I was determined to do the ride just because it was new. And so I had to say that I did it. But once I sat on the bike, I just in my head got this feeling like it wasn't going to be safe enough for me up in the air sideways, like I was going to fall out. Right. (laughs) And I know I wouldn't, but it was in my head. And so The worker told us, per request, the seat is available. You can request to sit instead of ride the bike. Right. And so because of Taylor not wanting to do it at all and my hesitancy, I decided that we would ask for that. So mine was more like, I am way up in the air sideways. I need to know I'm not going to fall out. I think for Taylor also, based on what her and I talked about, like how fast they shot you out of there. Yeah was really scary to us. So that was not okay in my book. But it was exhilarating to the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else in my family loves that speed and, and all of that. I just couldn't. Oh, and that's okay. Everybody, I mean, Brad's like that about a lot of the rides. And so a lot of times I'll just send the kids and I'll stay back with him. Sometimes he'll make me go because he'll be like, da, da. but I am also getting older. So obviously sometimes I'm like, mm, don't want that feeling today. So I'm not going to do it. But that was not one that I got that feeling for me that the, the shortness of that ride made me sad. And I was like, that was a long time. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to wait that long. I can go ride something else. But if it makes you feel any better, Joey and I had to sit in the mobility set ones too, because our calves were too big to close the top. And so we rode in that too. Um, if you're too tall, if your legs are, um, which I was surprised, I was glad for Roger, but I think they said, how tall are you, Roger? Um, I'm six, five. And I didn't have any, I didn't have any problems. I think they said six, seven or higher are the people that have problem and they have to ride in the mobility, which is sad because it was based off of, uh, Tokyo. Cause that's where it started. Well, their, um, average size in Tokyo and our average size here in the United States is just a little bit different. 
And so um, that's where that came in. For me, I didn't think it was the calf part. It's because my knees are replaced. When they tried to push that thing down, I felt like somebody was sticking needles in my knees. And I'm like, yeah, I prefer not to do this. And so that's how we opted out. Um, did you guys go to Country Bears or Mickey's Magic or any of that while you were in the Magic Kingdom? No tiki room? No. Did you get to ride Jungle Cruise? Yeah. And it was called Jingle Cruise. Jingle Cruise. Cruise that's right. <laughs> do you know which boat you were on? Like the driver? Well, if you do the driver, that'd be great too. Did you have a good driver? Because that makes the difference also. Rachel. Wait, no. Something with a Y, right? She didn't make a big deal about the spelling of her name. Skipper. Rachel with a Y. And was she funny? <laughs> yeah. She was funny. I mean, they're all funny in their own right, but some of them just put the emphasis right where it needs to be. And it just makes it that much more hilarious. Do you guys have a favorite ride or does it, does your family have one favorite ride that you really loved in Magic Kingdom while you guys were there or? The one that we all liked was Mind Train. I mean, I don't know that the older girls would say that was their favorite ride, but it was one that we all did. We each have our own favorite. So like the kids at Space Mountain, mine is Haunted Mansion and Brad's is People Mover. Mine is Tron. I was going to say Rogers is Tron. Yep. Taylor, what was your favorite? Mine Train. The Mine Train. And mom says the Mine Train. Probably so. It's the least real riding. <laughs> no, no, no. I get it. Did you guys get to ride um, Big Thunder Mountain at all while you guys were there? Not Maybe not even that day. Uh, we went on it. Um, Leslie, you didn't go on that, but the rest of us did. Taylor, you went on that, right? Mm-hmm. You liked the, you liked that that ride. So that was pretty good for her. She she didn't care for Tron, but she was okay with the Thunder Mountain Railroad. That wasn't even that scary. Well, no, it's not scary. But what got I got over or forgot about, I guess, is how long that ride is. That's a really pretty long ride in comparison to some of the newer rides. I guess that's why um, somebody got me on it about three years ago, and I hadn't been on it since two thousand nine. And I was like, wow, this is really long. This is worth the wait. You know, we, when you're trying to figure out what is worth the wait in your mind anyway, that was my processing. So did you guys go back to the park after Chef Mickey's or back to your resort? To the resort. Okay. So then the next day, you guys had reservations for Hollywood Studios and that was the 28th. What was that like? It rained all day. Oh no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, rained all, it rained all morning and it rained all day, but it was raining very, very heavily in the morning. And so we actually like delayed our, we didn't go right away. Okay. The park opened, we waited a little bit until the rain let up. Did that help with um, you guys being able to get on right where there are less people? Because a lot of times the rain will detour the people. Not really. I would say no, no, not really. <laughs> there was still a huge crowd by the time we got there. The lines for the bigger rides like Rise and Smuggler's Run and Tower of Terror were already like three hours probably by that time. Oh my gosh, that's insane. So yeah. Did you get to ride anything though? We rode Rock and Roller Coaster that day, right? Mm-hmm. Because then I think we had to, did we have to leave the park to go to dinner or something, I think? You had LaSalle reservations that Elizabeth wanted. So we did not do Genie Plus that day because of that, because we chose to go later we're leaving to go to Epcot. That's probably a smart move. We didn't have Genie Plus, so we just tried to find something we could wait in line for, which ended up being Rock and Roller Coaster, supposed to be like a shorter line. But then once we got in line, we think something might have happened. Like the ride stopped for something. We, we don't know because then the line ended up being really long. 
um, so we waited quite a while, but then did get to ride it. And then that ended up being our only ride. And then we left the park to go to Epcot. You didn't get to see any shows or anything? No. Okay. But then we went to Epcot. By the Skyliner? Yes. And how did you like it? Because I know you were a little scared about that. I will say my take, I was freaked out the whole time being in the air like that. And just the movement, I, I don't, I don't know, just that movement in the air. However, like, I think it would be a really cool thing if we stayed somewhere and were able to take the Skyliner everywhere and not have to deal with a bus. I would agree. So Taylor's given two thumbs up. <laughs> everyone else loved it. <laughs> well, and you ha- everybody has their own thing. So that's not a problem. Brad was afraid that that was how he was going to be. But he said he had to put in his mind what a cool advantage it was to kind of like when we go in the arch here in Missouri, that you have that opportunity to see things from a different perspective. And so now he he's he loves it. He prefers it if he can ride it. So maybe eventually you'll see it from that perspective. I don't know. So you guys went to Le Cellier at Epcot. The cool part is you got to go in the backside of Epcot, which is always smoother than going in the front side of it. Unless I'm forgetting, I've never been in the backside. Have we, Roger? Yeah, we did the last trip. We ate breakfast on the boardwalk there, and then we took the boat to Epcot. And that that goes in the back way, too. That's my preferred way. Even if I don't stay at a Skyliner Resort, I take a boat to somewhere else. And um, if Hollywood Studios is open, then I just take the boat back to Hollywood Studios and catch a bus. It's just far less people. I don't know. It just seems better to me. But how was La Cellier? Amazing. What was amazing about it? Because I've never been there. I just heard everybody's reports and I've watched videos and everyone just says overpriced. So that's why I was asking. It is expensive, but the food was by far so good that that was our first steak dinner of the vacation. After that, we ended up having steak other places also. And Estelier was the best steak I had the entire 10 days. It was so good. And that's something we haven't talked about is you guys um, try to do gluten-free. How did that go? So I was the gluten-free. Rainforest. They did not bring it up, did not mention anything. I just thought, well, we'll see how this goes. Right. It's not an allergy, so it's not a life or death thing. Right. It's a sensitivity for me. Sure. And so it's not like crucial that I do it uh, that way, but I thought we'd see. Well, all the other restaurants did bring up, I see there's a gluten allergy. And so I acknowledged that and they gave me a separate menu every time. And I was still kind of like, am I going to be missing out on food? Because (laughs) I'm choosing to follow this sensitivity and... It wasn't. It went really good. And like got most all the same choices that the rest of my family got. I got separate gluten-free breads and rolls and pastries and things like that, which were delicious to me. And so then there were just a few instances that I couldn't have what everyone else got to choose. Sure. And in some of the restaurants, I chose to ignore it and go ahead and eat what I wanted. Yeah. At most restaurants, I followed the gluten-free. I'll say that because they knew about it, to answer several questions, if I chose to order something off plan. Right. I think that's a, I get 
and understood that that's a liability <laughs> if I have an allergy sure, sure, sure. and something would happen so I had to then go back and clarify to the waitresses this isn't an allergy it's just a sensitivity I can have it it's okay but overall just the of gluten-free and stuff like that were fabulous and the restaurants did great and so every time we sat down at a restaurant I followed the gluten-free plan and it went very smoothly. I'm glad. I mean that is something we could just not tell them and then let you tell them do you have a gluten-free memory um, excuse me menu for future and I think that's true for anywhere letting them know I'm not getting if I die I'm not suing Disney but I that is something that I know that they do think about so that is a good point that you brought up I do like that they knew ahead because it kind of pushed me to stick with it as much as I could right because I'm not sure I would have openly said do you have gluten-free options and then it wasn't as big of a deal you know, I, I did just have to clarify it's just a sensitivity and they made note of it then and she was, you know, they were they were fine with letting me order what I wanted. So it, it wasn't a huge issue, but it was we did have to, you know, acknowledge that and deal with it. And how is your steak, Roger? I haven't heard from you for a few minutes, so wanna make sure you're included. <laughs> so I have a I have a couple comments on the Solier. First of all, I, I got the ribeye and it was absolutely fantastic. It was also the best steak that I had the whole trip. And we ate a steak a lot. <laughs> so probably about half our meals, we ended up, Leslie and Elizabeth and I all ordered steak. So, uh, But the ribeye at La Cellier, and that's the only place that we could find that actually had a ribeye. Oh, okay. And so if, if that's the kind of steak that you're looking for, like you're, you're kind of like La Cellier is your place. But it, it was fantastic. And I would say also as far as the price goes, like we didn't have dining plan this time because they didn't offer it. And so we got to see like I had a lot more like I paid attention a lot more, I guess, to what things were costing because we were paying up. We're paying out of pocket like every time we went out to eat like that. Right. Um, and that was not one of our, that was not one of the cheapest meals, but it was cheaper than like a lot of the buffets, like Chef Mickey's. Right. And and Tusker House and even like Ohana and all of those where you have like family style, you have like buffets, like Basilier was cheaper than all of those meals. Oh, us. wow. Well, that's good to know. And I enjoyed, I enjoyed the food. I thought the food was a higher quality at, at La Cellier than it was at those other places where you have like a buffet or you have family style. So I was actually pleased with La Cellier and yes, it is expensive, but I thought um, as far as our meals that we had on the trip, I thought it was worth it. So That is good to know. I, uh, as you know, my husband loves steak too. So maybe that should be something we think about for our next family trip because we've never eaten there just because of all the people covering it. Well, some people's like, oh, it's just, you know, a steak. You can get that at you know, a Texas roadhouse or something. And I'm like, well, if that's all it is and it's that much more money, I don't know that that's a good, you know, that kind of thing is how we always wait it out. Yeah. And that's true. I mean, it's, it's, I would say it's better than the steak I get at Texas roadhouse, but like we ate at Annie Guns last night and it's not like, as I would say Annie Guns was probably better. That's like not the best steak in the world, but it's like if you're in Disney and you want to like the service is great. You're in Disney world. You want to stay in the park. You want to eat at one of those restaurants. I think it's great. So Good to know. Are they done with the construction? I was wondering because they were. No, the entrance to the Salier was like boxed off. Okay. Yeah. So they're still doing something there. Because at first when Leslie told me that I couldn't find even any openings and and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're doing reconstruction. What if we can't get in there? But then I I ended up finding it. So I'm glad for that. Did you guys get to ride any rides then while you were in Epcot or did you decide to call it an early night because it was raining? We did not do anything that night, I don't think. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. 
I guess we didn't. Yeah, I honestly don't remember. Taylor, you remember anything after we had dinner? She's like, no, I was for the ride. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously you went to bed and the next day was your Animal Kingdom day. And you guys rope drop it because you were there really early. We did rope drop that day. You were trying to get Flight of Passage, correct? Without having to pay for it, you were trying to be able to get to the line and do what most people do or do what we did anyway. So so we did rope drop Flight of Passage that morning. And I don't know if we got there a little bit later than we did to Magic Kingdom like our first day, but we were much farther back in the crowd. And the way that the line forms on Flight of Passage is like completely different. It's very, very weird. And we had absolutely no idea what was going on with this line. And we ended up like... There are some people like running ahead and going around a different way. And we were just like, well, we better stay here because we don't know. And then like the line, like you, you pass like a passage, you go way down, like towards like Toy Story Land almost. And these like hook back and come all the way back up when we were like, oh, it's going to take forever. And so it was much, much longer than mine train was. And I, I was um, not disappointed. We still got through fairly quickly. They take you on a bridge that heads towards Africa. And I think yeah. they added that bridge after Pandora was created for that purpose, because they found out how long that line was, because it used to run down by Pizzasaurus, and then it would crowd up the traffic when people were first coming in the park. So now it winds back. I apologize. I guess I should have told you. But they usually have signs that say line this way. And so I thought that that would be clearly marked for you. And I apologize about that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty clear, like, you when you follow, when you're stuck in the crowd, and the crowd's all moving, like, if you follow the crowd, you'll end up in the line eventually. But it was just that it was much different how like the line formed than I was expecting based on what we were, had experienced on mine train. So it is different at every park for sure. Yeah. So what rides do you guys remember there? Did you like Flight of Passage? You did get to ride it, correct? We did get to ride it. Yeah, it's fantastic. And we all love it. It's one of the best rides. Taylor has something to say. What do you want to say, Miss Taylor? Uh, I liked Flight of Passage. You did like Flight of Passage. Do you have a favorite part of Flight of Passage? When we fly down. When you fly down? Now that's my least favorite. So I'm glad for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the part I close my eyes. <laughs> uh, I my, I think my favorite part is the, is the effects that they add where like the water is splashing in your face and you can feel the breeze and stuff like that. Like that just like puts it over the top for me. Like, And you feel the banshee between your legs? <laughs> yeah, like the visuals of like flying around like that are, are great. And like the, the movements of the, the bike or whatever the... The, the banshee that you're on are great, but like it's a little special effects that they added just like make it amazing, I think. So it's awesome. Yeah, I really like that. And so what other things did you guys get to do there? Because I know you went back your last day because you didn't get to do everything you wanted. We we did not. Um we we struggled with Genie Plus a lot. We did have Genie Plus that day. Okay. Um, we struggled with Genie Plus a, a lot during the trip and we can have a separate conversation about that. But that day we ended up booking Navi River journey. Okay. I think I think first with our Genie Plus Pass. And so we ended up doing that that morning, like after um, we got through Flight of Passage. And we also did the um, Safari. Okay. And the only one that, and we did Dinosaur later in the day, towards the end of the day, we managed to get on Dinosaur. Leslie and Taylor, you did Dinosaur? Yes, we did. And? It was okay. It was, so it made me very tense personally because, Elizabeth and I sat in a row together. And so then we were put with two other people. I didn't know what the ride was or what it was going to be like. And I got really tense because I was scared it was going to jerk me over and make my head hit the guy next to me. Oh, okay. I was afraid I was going to hit him 
just by the movement. And so it made me tense up. But as far as the ride goes, I fine and I it was enjoyable. And so it didn't bother me. It was just very jerky. <laughs> so she really did like it, though. She's not afraid of the rides in the dark. Okay, good. So that did not bother her at all. And I just wasn't sure, you know, what the ride was going to do. Is it going to drop? Is it going to, you know? Oh, no, I'm sorry if I didn't explain that better. It's just really jerky. Yeah, so she sat her and Roger and Lauren sat behind me and Elizabeth in a row and she was laughing and enjoying it just fine. So she did good. And I wasn't sure about, cause those dinosaurs, if you're not ready for that, but I don't know, I always loved that ride. And, and my family didn't want to ride it for like five years after the first time we rode it. I'm like, why not? I really loved it. And they're like, it's okay. Well, now that they know it's going to be taken out, they want to ride it every time. And so yeah, it's going to be changed into the Indiana Jones ride. So, and that's not a bad thing. But originally in 2022 at the D22, they were going to say D23, 2022, they said that they were going to turn it into Zootopia. So like the agents and I were all like, oh my gosh, that would be so cool. It would be like the, um, you guys have seen that movie, correct? Zootopia? Mm-hmm. Yes. So where the caboose gets loose and it's going through, we were like, that'd be the perfect place to do that. But then they changed it to Indiana Jones. Now, I will tell you that um, I truly believe Roger will love that if you've never been to Disneyland. I wrote it in Disneyland and it it's a very cool experience. But I was kind of sad because I was excited for them to create something new in Zootopia in, in that part. So, And they haven't announced when they're closing that. That's just futuristic. So hopefully I'll get to ride Dinosaur one more time. So how long have Dinosaur been there? I guess I missed that every other time we've been there. So I don't think I've ever ridden it before. I, I think it opened with the park. Originally, that portion of the park was supposed to be um, like a fantasy park, like dragons and stuff. And if you look on the sign for Animal Kingdom, we don't know why, but they opted to do dragons instead. Obviously, a lot of people liked that, but they've taken out one of the largest rides there, uh, Primeval Whirl. It got taken out two and a half years ago now, maybe. It was right after they started opening up for the pandemic again. Kaylee rode that ride and she said it was okay. You guys know what Branson is, but a lot of people don't. But in Silver Dollar City, they have that ride that goes back and forth, but it also spins. And that's what Prime Memorable World was. And for whatever reason, they just took it out. I knew they were planning to do something, but it's been a long time since they've been planning. So they really need to give that area some love. So hopefully it'll be the next on the agenda now that they've opened up the walls and Epcot, which we can talk about more when you get to your second day of Epcot. So then you guys, you didn't get to go to Lion King that day because that was one of the things you told me you want to do on your last day. And did you get to do Nemo that day? Finding Nemo, the musical, or uh, it's uh, actually Great Big Blue and Beyond? We did do Finding Nemo, the musical. Yes, we were able to watch that that day. So the Lion King, we tried to do the Lion King that day. And we went to get in the standby line like half an hour before the show started. And we did not get in. Uh, which was very surprising. Yeah, because typically you can because it's a big place. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was kind of a disappointment. That was one of the reasons we, we wanted to go back to Animal Kingdom like our last day is because we didn't get to do that. And we also never made it to Everest that day. So I think on like a, on a time of year with like a little bit less crowds than like New Year's. <laughs> yeah. Um, we would have been able to do everything we wanted to in Animal Kingdom in one day, but it didn't work out this time for us. So. So then you guys went to Tusker House and you guys had dinner reservations and I've never done dinner there. I've only, well, that's not true. I did it right after the pandemic when everything was served to me. So talk about that. Um, so that 
might have been our least favorite meal. Oh, really? Trip, to be honest. Um, we have eaten at Tusker House before, and I, I remember it being, like, very good. And I don't know if I just didn't eat the same things or if the quality's gone down or uh, – I'm not sure. What did you What did you think, Les? I, I think our experience was not what we were hoping for. I don't know if there's any one, one particular thing that, like, Disney did wrong to, like, you know, make it not enjoyable. I just – I'm not sure what it was exactly. Yeah, I I remember enjoying it the last time we were there. Um, I didn't feel like I had maybe as much choice of food or something. The food was just different to me. I think it's more authentic now than it used to be. But So I felt like there wasn't as much enjoyment in the food, I guess. And that was another place to me where like it was a buffet. So it was a certain price per plate. And we had we were stuck paying for five adults. And and the girls honestly didn't eat that much. And I didn't eat that much. And so I didn't think it was worth like anywhere near where I paid for it because of like the quality of food wasn't as high as I was looking for. And just like the selection of food, I guess, wasn't um, what I was looking for either. I do know that we usually go for breakfast and I think it's a slight bit cheaper. And that's where they get you is because they get you paying for the characters. We saw Daisy because she happened to be the first one to come by, by our table almost as shortly after we sat down. But we did not see the other characters because like with the amount of time that we were there, which was quite a while, they still hadn't made it to our table. It's really interesting. We just decided, okay, we're not going to wait any longer. Let's just go ahead and go. And she was okay with that. So we were thankful that we got to see Daisy, that she was the first one because that's the only place we got to see her. I will say it took a long time for the characters that night. That's really interesting because they usually try to make sure the servers are usually really good about making sure that they know which characters have seen you. And if they forget one, excuse me, or they were not at your table to see it, they usually say, so who else do you need to see? So I apologize for that. That makes me super sad. I hope you enjoyed the first part of the Perry's vacation and it sounded like they had a good time. I am sorry. In the next part, they the family starts to fall apart because they're getting sick, but the next part will be next week. So be sure and tune in for that. If you are listening to the show, I would love if you would go to Apple or Podbean and give us a rating or a comment. It really does mean a lot to all of us. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast on Facebook. If you'd like a free quote, contact me at 636-373-4497. And be sure to listen to Wednesday show when we dish all the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Well, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Have a magical day, my friends. So here is a riddle to guess if you can sing the bells of Notre Dame. What makes a monster and what makes a man? Whatever that pitch you can feel, them bewitch you, the rich and the rich will never.